Hi everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein, I am your host. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach. Today I'll be discussing healthy narcissism versus toxic narcissism. Throughout this episode, I will be bringing insights from an article labeled Healthy Narcissism and Narcissistic Personality Disorder, this article from SpecializedTherapyAssociates.com. Narcissism is a range of behaviors that is present in all human beings. We are all narcissistic, narcissistic to some degree. Narcissism can range from being healthy to pathological, clinically referred to as narcissistic personality disorder. Austrian psychoanalyst Heinz Kohut was the first to suggest this concept of healthy narcissism. He believed that we all have a need to develop a strong and positive, healthy core sense of self. Kohut also believed that this was achieved by primary caregivers or parents who were attentive, attuned, healthy, mirroring to their children, making them feel admired, cared for, loved, and accepted. When this does not exist, when there is too little of the narcissistic supply that a child needs to develop a core sense of self, there's going to be a lack of confidence, low self-esteem, feelings of helplessness and depression, and when there is too much, too much narcissism, particularly narcissism that pits the individual against all others, there will be a disorder. So what is unhealthy narcissism? Essentially, unhealthy narcissism is the individual is not capable of reciprocal attachment or relationships that will function by either putting other people down in a negative way or raising themselves up at the expense of other people. I want to talk about the narcissistic phase of childhood development. When we talk about a narcissist, really what we're saying is that somebody who has not properly gone through this healthy narcissistic stage and ultimately they are stuck developmentally because of abuse or trauma, whatever they went through, stunted their growth through this process. So at the age of around two, there's a complete preoccupation with oneself, which is actually healthy, which is normal and expected at that age. During this time, usually from about two to seven, the child uh, is essentially egocentric. It's all about me. It's mine. It's, they use words like me, mine, I, or no. They really essentially behave as if the world does revolve around them and there is no concern for other people. According to Margaret Maller, an eminent child psychologist, she described the phase of healthy narcissism as a love affair with the world. By going through this healthy narcissistic stage, if the child learns that they could trust other people, that other people will meet their needs in a timely fashion, they become less egocentric, their egocentrism diminishes, and the child eventually develops a sense of concern for other people, otherwise known as empathy. As this individual grows up and essentially becomes an adult, they can retain a sense of healthy narcissism, or as we called it, a love affair of with the world, which is something that they can retain by simply existing, by having enjoyment and pleasure being alive and joyous in simply being connected to other people and having an impact on the world. They no longer essentially need to be the center of the universe or feel like they're the center of the universe to have a healthy sense of narcissism. Now, healthy narcissism is extremely important. Without it, there's a diminished sense of self-love and a sense of being able to be resilient during tough times. If a person could experience joy in oneself, take pleasure in their existence, it'll make it a lot easier for them to be resilient in tough times. Uh, if a person's able to, for example, derive pleasure from doing a very difficult job in a good way or in a way that was successful, in a sense, this could alleviate uh, and diminish some of the frustrations uh, or feelings of failure, thus preventing feelings such as burnout. In addition, by taking joy in one's beauty, for example, and one's positive impact on the world, it can create this resilience during times of, let's say, disappointment or heartbreak. 
Some people do not retain or develop a healthy sense of self or self-love, and this is for several different reasons, but most notably, an extremely self-centered parent, for example, may demand that all their child's attention be given to them, not leaving any room for the child to essentially develop a sense of self, no space and no safety for the child to grow. Another reason would be, for example, a child would fear that others will envy them, so they may not want to grow up or they may not want to develop their skills. Oftentimes, narcissistic parents will be envious of their children, and in order to remove that envy from the child or even anger or wrath or rage, they will avoid developing or individuating or developing their skills and ultimately becoming their own person, which could be, in fact, very triggering and threatening to the narcissistic parent. So as a result, they will essentially hide or diminish their sense of self or their skill set in order to protect from further abuse. I want to talk about some of the traits of toxic narcissism compared to the traits of healthy narcissism. Traits of toxic narcissism include preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Believing that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people. Requiring excessive admiration. Having a sense of entitlement is interpersonally exploitive. Lacks empathy or unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of other people. Often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. Shows arrogant or haughty behavior or attitudes. Now I want to talk about some of the traits of healthy narcissism. This is according to Heinz Kohut. He has a list here of specific traits of healthy narcissism. He says, first of all, the ability to admire and accept the admiration of others, a solid sense of self-esteem and self-worth, a healthy, healthy sense of pride in oneself and one's accomplishments, an appreciation of the needs of others and the ability to empathize with them, emotional resilience, self-love and respect, authenticity, the ability to approve of ourselves and to tolerate the disapproval and criticism of others. And finally, he says, the confidence and epiphany to have hopes, dreams, and ambitions and believe in one's ability to make a decision that will positively impact one's life. So how could a person build healthy narcissism? First of all, because you obviously live with yourself the longest, you are spending time with yourself more than anybody else. important to focus on yourself and learn how to appreciate yourself, love yourself, accept yourself, be able to understand yourself or have self-awareness, develop boundaries and respect for yourself. In essence, become your own best friend. Accept yourself and love yourself unconditionally. Also, being able to practice empathy or, let's say, active empathy, such as charity or uh, social empathy, which is just social interactions and being able to be compassionate with other people that you speak to, that you interact with. It's important to affirm yourself. Tell yourself what makes you feel self-assured. Build that positive self-regard. It's important to set out to achieve your aims, but also accept that you have limits, you have limitations, accept your humanness. It's important to set healthy and realistic expectations for yourself. It's vital to trust yourself, learn to trust, forgive those who hurt you, forgive yourself for mistakes that you've made. Realize that you are human. We are all human and we are prone to mistakes. It is not what defines you. Don't beat yourself up and diminish your sense of self because of things that you have been through or what you have done or what has been done to you. And finally, establish your own identity, not what others expect you to become or not expectations of your parents or society, but ultimately identify who you are and set appropriate healthy expectations with regards to that. 
it's so important if you've been wounded in childhood, if you have a narcissistic wound to identify that wound and heal. If we have wounds of childhood, narcissistic wounds, ultimately we create patterns that are usually narcissistic. We have tr toxic traits, abusive traits even. It's important, vital to identify and heal those wounds. Heal your core sense of self so that you can heal your relationship patterns and become a healthier individual, creating healthier narcissism, more confident sense of self, a higher self-esteem, self-respect, self-love, and be able to connect with yourself and ultimately others in a healthy way. If you are struggling in this way, if you are struggling to create a healthy sense of narcissism and confidence and self-esteem, please do allow me to help you in this way. The mind map therapy system is designed to help you identify damage from childhood, narcissistic wounds, heal that so you can develop that healthier sense of self, which would ultimately subsequently raise your confidence, self-esteem, and the ability to connect and interconnect with other people. I offer a free 15-minute consultation, so definitely take advantage of that. My email, yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. You can reach me by phone, 252-696-4852. I want to thank you so very much for joining me for today's episode. It is an absolute honor to bring you this information today, and until next time, all the very best.